Today's episode is brought to you by Path 11 TV, inspiring entertainment for the spiritually curious. With a Path 11 TV membership, you get instant access to over 100 hours of exclusive video content that explores consciousness, healing, and life after death. Also with the Path 11 TV membership, you can attend our monthly events and live streams free. In the past few months, we've already had medium readings with Drew Callie and Suzanne Northrup, along with a numerology session with Nicene Siegel and Chinese face readings with Marla Goldberg. Join us for our next event, July 21st, for another gallery reading, this time with medium Mark Schmidt. You can start your Path 11 TV membership for just $9.99 a month or get two months free by getting an annual membership. Podcast listeners can save even more by using coupon code PODCAST30. This will take 30% off, making your first year only $70. That's only 20 cents a day. Don't hesitate because this offer is only good for a limited time. All membership plans have a seven-day free trial. So start streaming with your membership to Path 11 TV today by visiting path11tv.com and start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with our exclusive library of inspiring entertainment. Now let's get to today's show. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Path 11 podcast today. I am very excited to introduce you to my guest today. We're going to be talking about complementary therapy in hospitals. And there is a hospital only about 15, 20 minutes from where I live that is actually offering this. So we are going to introduce you today to Joanne Veith. She's a registered nurse and a certified healing touch practitioner and instructor. So we're probably going to talk about healing touch as well. She's currently the director for a complementary therapy department in a local hospital, and that hospital's name is St. Mary's, located in Amsterdam, New York. She promotes mind, body, spirit, self-healing using healing touch energy techniques, her nursing knowledge, and her intuitive abilities. She also teaches healing one healing touch level one classes, runs practice groups, and is a mentor for students of healing touch. Joanne's professional background includes long-term care and rehabilitation nursing and a 35-year career with the New York State Department of Health. And we're going to have her tell us what healing touch is because I actually don't think we have ever had a healing touch practitioner on the Path 11 podcast. So Joanne, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yes. Nice to finally meet you. And I have to let my listeners know uh, how our connection came to be. So I, uh, this past um, winter, I guess you could say, I think we started in uh, January to the end of February, I started a 40 day miracle course based in A Course in Miracles uh, with 
uh, a bunch of women. I did a, I always do once a year woman's wellness program uh, through my other business, Hannah's Healing. And I chose the book May Cause Mir- Miracles by Gabby Bernstein. And it, this was an intensive 40 day book club that we met every single night for 40 days for an hour and a half doing these exercises in this book. And it was just amazing. In that book club, I uh, had the opportunity to meet a woman by the name of Pam who had come to my healing studio in Saratoga Springs, New York, a couple of times for some Reiki shares. And she's a nurse. And so once she kind of learned more about the podcasting that I do, she said, oh, I have got a great guest for you. I was like, okay, hook me up. And, uh, and your name came across my desk. So I was like, yes. And I'm like, I want to talk to Joanne. And oh my gosh, like this hospital is 25 minutes from me, you know, 20, 25 minutes or so. And they, they offer healing touch like on Thursdays or something, she said, for people to come in and get. So yes. Yeah. So that's, so for our listeners and for those of you who are watching on Path 11 TV, that is how Joanne and I got connected with these beautiful synchronicities that always happen. Yeah. So welcome. So did you always have um, a calling to be a nurse when you were young or what led you into the nursing Uh, profession? I think so. You know, um, I was thinking about that. And when I was um, younger, I did, I don't know if anybody remembers that I'm dating myself, the candy stripers, you know, Mm -hmm. where you go into a hospital, it was more like a volunteer in modern time. Um, But you would bring people water and um, different things. And I really enjoyed that, but I never pursued it, you know, because I don't know why. Um, I think I struggled through school. So, you know, you have to take math and science for nursing. And um, so it was a later in life decision. I started out working for New York State, um, basically as a secretary um, for many years and then gradually moved up. And I ended up in an office of nurses, nurse auditors. So they had been nurses who came from the fields, you know, working in the hospitals to the state to do like desk reviews and things like that. So that was a pivotal time in my life where I started to think, hmm, you know, I could do this and sort of being back drawn towards nursing. Um, Although already being in the state, I had to do it in sort of a backwards uh, way, keep working. I had a young daughter. I was a single mom. So keep working, go back to nursing school and then do sort of a dual career as a nurse and a state worker. So I did that for about 10 years and um, it was hard, but it was very rewarding. But one of the things I realized in being a nurse is that you didn't have much time to spend with your patients. And that was something that always frustrated me. You know, everyone knows not only today with the situation that we're in now, but in the past, nurses were always overworked. You know, they always had a lot of work to do. So in order to spend time with your patients, you'd have to, you know, sacrifice something else during your shift. But one of the things I noticed was that when I did that, when I was able to be with the patient, listen to them, sort of provide that therapeutic presence, just hear them out, um, you know, at that time we could touch, you know, touching them, um, even just putting lotion on their feet or something like that. What I noticed was the demeanor, you know, the change in their energy. And at that time, I wouldn't call it energy. I didn't even know what I was sensing at that time. So, you know, I felt that pull, but I was like, okay, so I'm a nurse, but 
there's still something missing here. You know, it was like I had a missing link. So when my daughter went to college, I had a, some extra time and I had always been in touch with been seeing flyers for healing touch. You know, it would show up in the nursing community, you know, as classes here and there. So I was always drawn to it. <clears throat> and my predecessor here, Sister Rita Jean Dubray, she's a sister of St. Joseph. She was a large part of St. Mary's and she sort of founded this Center for Complementary Therapies. Um, so I had reached out to her and she sent me a flyer and I read about it and I thought, oh, this is nice. And then I waited another few years um, until I came to a class. And once I walked in here and um, felt the energy in this class and Sister Rita's energy, I knew I was home. It was, you know, I, I just knew from that first day in that first class. So um, it sort of was a long trail, but I feel very um, divinely led here, if you yeah. will. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that you kept seeing these flyers, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's always a sign too. I mean, that's how I think I came to take my first Reiki training. It was like seeing all these Reiki flyers and yes. there's Reiki again. And then when I went for my Reiki training in my first Reiki master's home, this feeling that overcame me when I saw all the massage tables like set up, I was just mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. yes, this feels right. So I know that feeling of feeling like you're coming home to something. Yes. Once, once you really connect with it. Yes. Um, yeah. So complementary therapies at a hospital, um, to your knowledge, are there a lot of hospitals offering this like you offer at St. Mary's in Amsterdam, New York? Not a lot. No, not, not that I know about, um, in this area, <clears throat> there's not a lot. There are like little pockets of nurses who have taken healing touch or some sort of energy, um, modality who are trying to implement different things in, in their particular hospitals. <clears throat> but there's never been, this is such a unique hospital, a whole center, you know, and basically the center is myself and volunteers who are all healing touch practitioners, which we haven't been able to utilize lately, but um, it's uh, welcomed by the hospital. And I think that is in a large part due to Sister Rita Jean Dubray. She was a nurse here. She was a nurse educator here. And then she found Healing Touch and she brought it here. You know, it was like her journey and she brought it here and she established it here. And they've just embraced it ever since. And I think they're on the cutting edge, you know, and they don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great. Yeah. So how, how do you think, like, um, how, how did she get all of like the people on board in the medical yeah. community to embrace this? Because my experience has been sometimes when I am in more of the Western world of medicine and I'll bring up, Oh, well, I, you know, I've been to my acupuncturist and, you know, I do this or that. And it's kind of like, uh-huh. Okay. And yeah. then they just gloss over it. And um, I just think that it's so important to blend the two. So how did the whole medical community at St. Mary's and maybe the board of directors or whatever, like, how did they, how did this happen that they were so open yeah. to saying, yeah, let's have its own department? Yeah, well, sister was instrumental in that. I mean, she is a sister of St. Joseph. Um, she's a force 
unto herself. Um, she's a very powerful woman. And the Sisters of St. Joseph were a sponsor for this hospital as well. So that had a lot to do with it. Um, but Sister, I mean, if you ever met her, she is a force to be reckoned with. So she really does what she intends to do pretty much. And, you know, it's stayed, you know, yeah. she really established it. So it's been, you know, and I can't say, you know, there's pockets of the hospital that utilize what we have here. And then there's pockets that don't, but we, St. Mary's is dedicated also to the poor and vulnerable and the larger community. So it's community based as well. So it's service to the poor, vulnerable. Um, and I don't think a lot of the big hospitals have that sort of mission. Um, right. At least some of them don't, you know, this is a very unique uh, smaller community, although it's Fulton Montgomery County is pretty large, but it's like your old time, small time hospital. So, yeah. So this, this department for the complementary therapies, it's open and offered to the public. Um, yes. and not just people who are in the hospital or receiving medical care through St. Mary's. Correct. Um, yeah. So that's my department. I mean, the hospital does charge a nominal fee for the public to come in to, to who would see me. Um, but we do offer some free programs too. One of our free programs is for cancer patients. So once a month, I think that's what Pam was referring to. We have, um, it's called Healing Touch Buddies. So anyone who's been affected by cancer, whether you're a survivor in active treatment, um, a caregiver to someone who has cancer, you know, you can come on that day and get a session and, you know, it's, it's completely free. Um, if you wanted to see me, you know, individually for a series of sessions, then we would talk about, you know, what that would be. But um, otherwise I do programs for the hospital and the hospital here has also a nursing home and they have behavioral health um, rehab and surgical services. So I could, you know, do services in any of those areas here. Okay. So you're the head of the department. You're also a practitioner and you're doing these healing touch sessions. And Correct. then you have volunteers who are trained in healing touch that also help you. Yes. Okay. They're, most of them are certified practitioners. Mm -hmm. Some are just higher level students. So Healing Touch has five levels, six if you would like to be an instructor, but five to be a practitioner. So it would be a level four or five student um, that comes in. So you're really getting, you know, somebody who's got a lot under their belt. We just wanted to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor for today's episode, Path 11 TV. Not a fan of watching videos on your computer or laptop? Neither are we. That's why we recently launched the Path 11 TV app for your smartphone and TV. Now you can watch on your iPhone, iPad, and Android devices. Or if you prefer to wind down in your living room, you can now watch on your Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire devices. For listeners of the podcast, the easiest way to get started is by pointing your web browser to path11tv.com and starting a seven-day free trial. 
but be sure to use coupon code podcast 30. Again, that's podcast 30 to take 30% off of an annual membership for maximum savings. Once your membership is started, visit your smartphone or TV's app store and download the Path 11 TV app. Once downloaded, you can then link to your newly created account and start streaming on the go or relaxing in your living room. Visit path11tv.com for all the details. All right. So explain to us what healing touch is. I'm sure a lot of my listeners are very (laughs) familiar with Reiki, you know, and this too is a form of energy work, but it's different. It's different than a Reiki session. So yeah, let us know a little bit. I mean, they're in the same family. So any energy modality is in the same family based in, you know, clearing your energy field. Um, Healing touch is a nationally accredited um, scientifically based program that um, practitioners would use their hands in a heart-centered and intentional way, either with light on the body touch or off the body, um, either hands in a still position or moving over the body to facilitate that energy blockage. If you have any energy blocks in your field, um, to sort of free it up to move along and go where it needs to go. So the end result would be a feeling of well-being. If you had pain, it could relieve some pain. If you had anxiety, it could relieve anxiety. Um, it also can help with um, pre and post-surgical treatment. It can help through the dying process as well. So it's literally um, just... You know, it could be there's different techniques. So just laying the hands gently on the major chakras, you know, people know chakras and joints of the body, you know, your wrists, your elbows, your shoulders. It feels very calming and it feels very gentle. Um, and it's just to facilitate the energy flow. So to connect, open, and balance your energy field to get you back to. A state of homeostasis so the body can do what it needs to do in your own healing process and that could be a physical thing mental emotional or spiritual so it depends on what's going on in your energy field and what is for your highest good Okay. And can you tell me a little bit more about, so it's nationally credited, accredited yes, and it's science, scientifically proven, or what's the science behind it? That There's research. So research. Okay. science in the quantum physics and the fact that we have um, an energy field. So we have a subtle body that surrounds our physical body and healing touch works with the first seven layers of that field. So that's the science that they're, that they're researching is how um, we have energy and how we're connected and how energy can move and be cleared so that anything that's clogged in your energy field, if it's there long enough, it could manifest in disease in the body. So how healing touch can help alleviate that. Um, I know sister did a study on, um, she did a scientific study here years ago. I think it was in the 1990s, 
but how Healing Touch affected um, people who struggled with alcoholism. So they did a test study and the results of that and how those people fared. Um, and Healing Touch program has Healing Touch program. I think it's research.com. So all of the studies that are being done are listed there if you have the desire to read the science part of it. Okay, very interesting. And I'm assuming that uh, with sister study, that people who were struggling with alcoholism that received the healing touch ended up doing better or having better yeah, results? Yeah, they were calmer, less anxiety, less stress. And yes, they recovered better um, compared to the group that just received uh, readings. I think it was readings out of the big book from AA. Mm -hmm. and another reading. So those people only received that and the other group received healing touch. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And is there like a certain protocol, like with the Yusui um, training of Reiki that I'm trained in with Reiki, when we're doing touch, you know, they have a certain format that you could follow where you put your hands over their eyes, the sides of the head, the back of the head, and you start to just gently kind of move down the body. Is healing touch similar in that there's kind of a beginning point and an end point to uh, provide the session to the client? Or is it more yes. the practitioner using intuition? and going to where they feel like they need it's both it's it's truly both um one of the reasons i was attracted to healing touch is that it's standardized so the training for everyone is the same so every student learns the techniques the way they were created um but there's a 10-step process to the session so there's an intake there's a pre-assessment and there's a post-assessment and there's an intake. So you're not only um, doing your own assessment of the energy field, you're listening to what your client is telling you. You're using your intuition to then decide what is the best technique to use here for this client. So if someone came to me saying they were very anxious you know, they couldn't calm down. They couldn't sleep. I would listen to what they're saying. You know, obviously they're telling me what they're telling me. Um, I would do my energy assessment. So that's a hand scan over the whole energy field. So each practitioner is going to sense things in a different way. So me, myself, sometimes I feel like their field is very heavy, dense, feels crowded and a lot of, there's a lot of stuff coming up on my hands or I feel a lot of tingling in different areas. Um, you could feel some parts are warmer, some parts are really hot actually, or cool. So those things just give you clues to what energy might be blocked somewhere. And you we also use a pendulum um, that also gives you a clue to where energy might be blocked. But you wouldn't only pay attention to that. You would pay attention to what your client told you and what are you sensing that they need. So all those things combined. And then there's different techniques. Like there's a technique called mind clearing. So it deals with just the different, I think, 10 different hand placements on the head that sort of opens the brain, balances the brain, calms the 
brow chakra, your third eye, where all that crazy thinking can go on when you're stressed, um, that I might choose to just start the session with that to, you know, have them take a breath and calm. And then I might move into if I found that some chakras were not flowing, so to speak, um, I might try the chakra connection, which is a full body technique to sort of um, connect open and balance the full, all the body. So those are just two techniques out of many that you would choose, but you learn all of those in the different levels. But even if you just took level one, there's over 16 different um, techniques learned in that class. Wow. And it's the basis for anything going forward. So you learn the basics and then it builds on each other. So it doesn't have to be complicated, but you have a lot in your toolbox. Yeah. I mean, that sounds great. Even just to stay with level one now, um, with the training. And again, I'm just using a reference point with Reiki. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, how, what I was taught was that, you know, we're not necessarily the healers that our body is a tool and a vessel to allow the higher consciousness, you know, divine intelligence energy to flow through us. And then that energy knows what's, what to do once it gets to the client. Um, is there, is that a similar concept in healing touch with where this energy is coming from and how it's being delivered? Yes. Um, all healing is self-healing. So a healing touch practitioner is not healing you. You know, you're coming to them to facilitate your own healing. So it's the practitioner's energy combined with the client's energy that's going to facilitate and divine energy that's going to facilitate whatever needs to move. Um, It's going to go where it needs to go. So practitioners are taught to be non-attached to the outcome. You know, we are not. You know, someone could come in and say, oh, I have this terrible knee pain. I can't, you know, it hurts, you know, it's at like level 10. And you do your assessment and you find nothing with their knee. You find something up in their heart chakra. That's where you need to, you know, pay attention. You know, it's not, um, you know, you may have in your head a preconceived notion. Oh, I need to work on their knee and heal their knee. When actually that's not the issue for them at all. And they are not aware of that possibly. So it's, you know, following the energy. You are following the energy and staying non-attached to the outcome. So it's very similar. You know, we're not the healers. We're the facilitators of that individual's healing. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and empowering too, you know, just like Reiki is too, you know, I always look at it as like, my role is kind of being the outlet that the client Mm -hmm. plugs into in order to get the energy. It's like, I'm kind of the person in the middle that's connecting the client to their divine source for their own healing. And I just allow that communication and connection to happen. Yes. You're the conduit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So with, um, with the level one in healing touch, um, what's the time commitment and what's the financial commitment to that? Um, you know, how much, how much does it cost to get trained in this? Uh, how long is a level one training? And maybe you can give us the structure of what it's like if people want to go on further. Sure. It's, um, level one is a two day commitment. 
So the way I've been teaching it is two days consecutively. So a weekend, a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, So it's a a weekend commitment and we go all day. Um, So it would be from about 830 in the morning till six o'clock at night. And it seems like a very long day. But while you're there, it goes so quickly. It's like and then you're kind of sad when it's over. But um, it's you know, there's a lot to cover, but it's interactive, too. So you're going to be receiving sessions. You're going to be giving sessions and you're receiving. So you're receiving energy work while you're there. So that's energizing and it's very um, enlightening and comforting. You know, you're not only learning, but you're receiving the work. So you learn better that way rather than someone just talking at you. Um, But there is book parts of the course as well, but not much. Um, And then it's $497. The Healing Touch program charges that and you get uh, the notebook, the level one notebook that comes with it that has all the information you would need in it to, you know, refer back to. And the nice thing about level one is once you're done with that, you have a toolbox of techniques that there's some self-care. You can do some of them for yourself. Mm -hmm. You could help your family and friends or you might decide to go on to the next level. There's levels two and three, um, which are more of learning some more techniques and going a little, uh, level two talks more about documentation and the standardization of the program and what you might want to think about if you were to be, uh, working with others in the public, mm-hmm. um, things like that and documentation forms, because, Healing Touch does require if you're going to work with someone professionally that you document. And then level three is a little more spiritual. It's based on the teachings of Barbara Brennan, um, who is uh, very well known (laughs) for her and what she created and discovered in the energy world. And then levels four and five are working towards being a practitioner. So level four, you're considered an apprentice. So that has a lot of growth work in it. There's a lot, if you're going to decide to go on to level five, you need a year to really um, do all the things that you need to do. There's growth work, there's um, book work. I likened it to getting a mini master's degree. There's just a lot. Um, you have to do a hundred documented sessions, uh, if you're going to go to level five and it's really teaching you how to take care of yourself. There's seven, um, required, uh, self-care. You have to go visit a practitioner and sort of look at their credentials, look at how they practice in their profession and experience their modality and, you know, write about how it resonated with you. So it's sort of teaching you how to take care of yourself as a practitioner and then um, some writings and the documentation and working with a hundred, not necessarily a hundred different people, but doing a hundred sessions. So you're really practicing everything that you've learned. And then level five is sort of your um, moving up, so to speak. And then when you finish level five, you can become, you know, your label would be healing touch practitioner. 
And then you can decide whether to be certified or not. So that would just mean taking a test after that. A little more writings to do and taking an additional test to make sure you have um, retained all the information. Yeah, that's pretty comprehensive. Yeah, it's quite the training, but, you know, they're trying to make sure it's standardized and, um, you know, when, so when you have that credential healing touch certified practitioner, it means something, you know, it means that you've done a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's the one thing that's lacking a little bit in the Reiki field. And I know that, um, there's a lady by the name of Pamela Miles I've been trying to get in touch with down in New York City who's been doing a lot of work around the legislation around Reiki mm-hmm. and like Massachusetts is trying to pass some more uh, regulation laws about it too because there really isn't like a governing body for Reiki and um, you know in this field and the way that I was taught I see so many local practitioners teaching it so differently yeah. um, different lengths of trainings I mean I usually do my first level one training in a two-day thing as well. Uh, You know, I was trained 12 hours in my level one and I see some people teaching it in four hours and a half day, you know? And so like, I understand the need for that. But also, mm. you know, understand too where there's kind of an uproar in the Reiki community of saying like, we shouldn't, you know, people shouldn't be legislating this, you know, the laws shouldn't be here. But I also see where it can be beneficial, like with this healing touch. It's like, like you said, once you get certified, it means something, it's standardized, everyone's being taught in the same way, the same length of time, you know, it feels more of like a curriculum study as opposed to, um, you know, okay, I'm just going to go get my Reiki certificate. Um, yeah, so, yeah, there is uh, something about something to be said about the way that healing touch is organized. Yeah, and there's pros and cons to it all. You know, I a lot of the questions we get sometimes are, you know, are you covered by insurance? And you know, we're not because we don't have an ICD, you know, a diagnosis code, you know, that they can bill insurance for. Um, but with that, you know, it would be a great goal to have. But with that, you have so many other issues that come into play as well that could limit certain things. So standardization, as hard as it is, and it's harder to get your certificate, so to speak. I mean, you get a certificate for each level, Mm -hmm. but if you wanted to become that practitioner, you know, a lot of people look at all that work and they say, oh, my God, I can't do that. You know, I don't have time. Um, or they don't have the time commitment and yeah, that's understandable. And that's why I think, you know, people are attracted to a shorter, um, kind of, uh, training yet you don't have that, all that standardization backing you. So it can help you in certain things like getting into a hospital or, you know, you know, different organizations that go by standards. You know, for me personally, I was a nurse and I came from a regulatory agency for New York State. So I was attracted to all the standardization, but many people aren't. So I think there's pros and cons to it all, but I I understand what you're saying. It can help in a lot of ways. Yeah. I also thought that, um, I thought there was an ICD-10 code for nurses uh, to bill for energy manipulation, Maybe. 
I'm not I, aware I, I of think, one. I think there is. Um, cause I, I remember a nurse telling me that, and I think it might've been through Kingston hospital because they were also doing like accredited continuing education course with this nurse that was teaching Reiki. And okay. I think that they were able to bill insurance in that um, in that hospital when the nurses would be trained by her, cause it, it was approved through, I think, New York state through the continuing education department. And then they were able to deliver it. And so I remember Googling ICD, ICD, ICD 10 code energy manipulation nurses or something like that. And it popped up. I don't remember what it is, but you might want to well, look into that. <laughs> I will look it up. Yes, yeah, I will. Yeah. So awesome. And I guess my, uh, my other question, one of my last questions would be if somebody starts from the very beginning at level one and is like, you know, they're listening to this podcast, gosh, I hope there are some nurses listening to this podcast that maybe are already trained in this and saying, okay, I got to go to my department head in my hospital or something. But um, if you're starting at level one and really feel a calling, like I know in my heart, I am going to be trained. I'm going to take that test. I'm going to go through all the levels. Uh, from beginning to end without really stopping, is it like a two-year training or how long do you think it takes for people to go through? Yeah, I'm thinking about, it depends, you know, on the availability of classes. And unfortunately we've been in the pandemic, um, but Healing Touch program did switch to a um, online version of virtual healing and the Healing Touch classes. So, yeah, I would think that you just have to have like a year between levels four and five. So if someone was really motivated, they could probably get it done in two years. I know I did. Um, it, sometimes life happens and, you know, life events come up and you just can't complete, you know, so it might take you three or four years. But if you were motivated and there was no obstacles in your way, yes, you could definitely complete it in two years. And the Healing Touch program offers packages. So you pay a little less money the more, you know, whatever package you buy um, to kind of help you out. And I know um, in some hospitals, the Healing Touch program is also has a integrative care program. So they're trying to integrate it into the hospitals for nurses. So you certainly, if someone was interested and they worked for a hospital, we could see if their hospital would pay for that through nursing education and we could bring, um, you know, classes to the hospital um, to teach the nurses. Very cool. Yeah. So what, do you guys have a website or um, any information that you could provide our listeners that if they want to Google and go right to? It's just healingtouchprogram.com. It's okay. It's simple. And then there's a wealth of information on there. There's information about the packages and there's a separate link to the integrative care program. And that's led by Sue Walker. Um, So her name is on there too. So great. Now, if I wanted to come and get a healing touch session from you guys, do I, do I have to have like a medical diagnosis or can I just, can I No, no medical diagnosis needed. Um, And Anyone can contact me. It's just um, joanne.vyth at nysmha.org. And that's how you schedule a session? Yes. Okay. All right, cool. Or you could call me as well. I'm going to call you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, I was thinking the same because um, self-care is important. And I'm always looking for um, 
practitioners for my own self-care and referrals. So yes. Yeah. Awesome. And is it just on one day? I thought Pam said that it's offered on Thursdays, but that was the healing touch buddies program for the cancer patients. But yeah, you can make an appointment with me anytime. Okay, great. All right. Well, I will email you and I mean, I'm so close, so why not? And definitely uh, I would love to meet you in person. Yeah. And uh, Pam did a session for me virtually. Um, So that was really great. And I mean, I know that healing from a distance works just with my experience Mm with, with Reiki and other healing modalities. And it was wonderful. I mean, it was just so relaxing. I fell asleep. It was like a full hour session that she did. And, and then she called me back when she was done. And I was like, wow, you know, it just, you know, when you're in the, in the position to be a practitioner and you serve so much, you kind of forget what it feels like. Like you said, had self-care to receive. And it was like, oh, it's so nice to just receive and not be giving and not be in the seat of, you know, having to, having to do, but just to receive. Exactly. Yes. Wonderful. It's a luxury. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. You're a wonderful guest. And I'm so glad that Pam connected us. Yes, me too. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you learned something today about Healing Touch. And uh, you should really check out your local hospitals and see if there's anything like this. I'm sure Joanne will be a great contact for consultations. Um, And if you have any questions, get a hold of her. We will put all of her information in the show notes. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com and be sure to use coupon code podcast30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path 11 TV today. Bye for now.